So you go double kibasi? It's been known to happen. Holy crap! I mean, I can see you taking two kibasis at once in college, but probably not on a sandwich. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Hey, did you hear that collision in the Rays-Mariners game where two players bumped into each other with their crotches? And he pops it up. That ball might stay playable. Gomez on the Whoa. run. Gets there, Gomez. And Bowers tangled up. Both hit the deck. Gomez hangs on. on the if you're not familiar with what scissoring is, don't Google it, but it's what they did to each other in the outfield. On the if this is the 1960s, that's gay porn. On the and not that there's anything wrong with it, but these two players chasing the foul ball slid into one another with their legs apart and their nuts hit each other's. On the Hot cross nuts. On the I love how the color commentator makes the noise himself what they're making in their minds whenever it happens. On the I, th oh. I think the stadium collectively did that. On the I don't think that the play-by-play -play guy did a good enough job of describing exactly the mayhem that was about to befall those two poor gentlemen in the outfield. Like, they were clearly going to hit each other from the time that the ball was hit. We didn't know that there were going to be a couple of set of nuts hitting each other, but we did know that they were going to get hurt, and I only feel like we knew the pain based on the color commentary guy. John the Rocket! Oh! John the Rocket! Is that the one thing that we can all agree on? No matter your creed, no matter your color, no matter where you're from, anytime somebody gets hit in the nuts, I cringe for them. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like we're, we're all twins at that point. You know, we all feel the pain from each other. I'm holding mine right now. Yeah, I got my legs crossed real tight right now, yeah, like and I'm a, kind of bending over. In a weird way, it's like a bonding moment for all men everywhere. Literally for those guys. It's like, dude, I feel your pain, man. We get it. Although if it's your friend, you kind of laugh. Oh, yes. that's the that, okay. yeah. That's the exception. That's the initial reaction too. Anytime you see something like that happen, because I'll be honest, when I saw that clip, first thing, laughed. If I'm like searching for fail videos and someone gets hit in the nuts, I will laugh because I know that they're a possibility. If I am not suspecting and you're not my friend, I will feel bad for you. If you are my friend, I am laughing hysterically. <laughs> if you run into your other friend in the outfield, see, I always go with the laugh and then ask if they're all right. Because exactly. you figure you got like five seconds before they figure out if they're all right or not. So it buys you some time to get a little comedy out of the situation before you might have to act. Yes. And then you get that terrible stomach ache afterwards. Oh, yeah. It rises up. Ugh. You can feel it rising, too. That's worse but, than the initial pain, I yeah. think. And there's that moment where it's not there, but you know it's coming. It's all but vanished. And you're like, is this uh, maybe this is the time I get away with it. I know a lot of people who fear death. In fact, most people do, but I know a few people who are totally consumed with the idea that one day they're going to die. Anytime that I get hit in my sack or I see somebody else get hit in my sack, I realize 
that at some point in my life, that's going to happen to me again. I don't care how old you are. At some point, you're going to get hit in your nuts. Tom Tom just made a face of realization like, holy crap, at some point, it's going to happen to me that's again. That's exactly right. The, the second you said that, I just had a sinking feeling in my stomach that, oh my God, I'm going to get hit in the nuts at some point again. And it's going to hurt a lot. You don't know when, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm not going to go for the rest of my life and not get hit in the nuts. If you play sports at all, it's going to happen. Yeah. If you've got kids, it's going to happen. Because if you hang around with Crowley holding a hockey it's stick, gonna it's going to happen. That's true. That's my bad. Sidney Crosby did it to some bloke this year. It hurts. Dangerous area. It is. A lot to lose. It's going to happen to all of you. Every single listener has to know (laughs) that at some point in your future, you're going to get hit in the sack again. Hopefully not scissoring another dude. Unless you're into that. But even if you are, I don't think that's the intended consequence. No, 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 no. you don't no. go in that hard. No. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, I don't want to speak for anybody, but no. You know, we'll leave that one open for you. I mean, whatever you want. If you want, if you want it, okay. I just don't want to come in at like twenty-five miles an hour. I mean, that's like that's mushroom implosion. That's horrible. What? Isabel Kashudian from the Washington Post tweeted, quote, I think it's so cool that the Caps shared their celebration with everyone rather than do something private. They literally carried the cup through the streets. They know the fan base has waited just as long as they have, end quote. And then Colin Dunlap, who I like, he replied with, this has never happened before. Groundbreaking. Then David Todd tweeted, Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, awesome they didn't just do it in the locker room. What a novel idea. Teams of all sports have been doing this since the beginning of time. But good on the Caps for literally carrying the cup through the streets. You guys have TVs in D.C., end quote. But they weren't alone. But because of their tweets, Pittsburgh fans thought that they would chime in and chastise Isabel for tweeting her opinion about the Caps celebration. An opinion that you're going to have. If you're covering it for the first time, if the fan base is seeing it all for the first time, it is going to be new to them. They're not following the Pittsburgh Penguins and their celebrations the way that we were when the Penguins were celebrating after winning their back-to-back championships. They didn't care as much in 2009. I know that I had to unfollow Isabel because I didn't want to see all the Capitol stuff retweeted. I'm trying to put my blinders up. In fact, earlier on today, I watched the game-winning goal in each of the last three Penguins championships just so I could distance myself from the Capitals having won the Stanley Cup. That's okay. That's understandable. Unfollowing Isabel, understandable. You don't want the pain to be thrown in your face. What I don't like, though, is how petty Pittsburgh is sounding. The Capitals won. They can celebrate however they like, and the media is going to cover it the way that they want to cover it. And it's going to be spiced up for the local audience because they've never seen it before. How many people touched themselves last year? When Ole Mata passed out on his porch. How many people went from 6 to midnight when Justin Schultz was slamming down beers at the parade? How many people got physically aroused when Phil Bork talked about taking it down to the river and partying all summer long? The reaction in Pittsburgh was the same as it was in D.C. Everyone thinks their party is the best. Is it the worst thing in the world that they go on partying the way that they want to party? Is it the worst thing in the world that they bow down to Alexander Ovechkin and think of him as more of a folk hero than they already thought him to be? Penguins fans right now sound like jealous, petulant children. Pittsburgh media right now sounds petty as all get out. 
Let the Caps have their moment. Don't sound like the kid who got their cookie taken away from them. And then it gets worse because the Canadian media chimes in. This is from Canadian broadcaster Damian Cox. He said Rafael Nadal won his 11th French Open today. No video yet of him drunkenly rolling around in a public fountain because apparently some believe that's how champions should behave. A lot of Penguins fans are doing that too. Yo, Ovi's celebrating too much. You go act like you've been there before. He's being a right ball prick, man. They haven't been there before. So just shut up. Allow them to have their moment. Allow them to bask in it. If Sidney Crosby was doing the backstroke at the point, every woman in Pittsburgh would have been pregnant just by the visual. Ovechkin's doing it, and all of a sudden, oh, he's a bad guy. He's not a leader. And I realize Crosby didn't do that, and maybe that's your point. But even so, if Crosby wants to celebrate one way and Ovechkin wants to celebrate the other, that's fine by me. There is a difference, though, between the two captains, and it's obvious and entertaining for me. Alexander Ovechkin is drinking nonstop, and he's got a little bit of a beer belly, and he kind of looks like me when I take my shirt off. Meanwhile, Sidney Crosby looks like what I think that I look like after I pound a couple of uh, pound some iron for a couple of days. You, you ever do that? You lift for like a week and a half, and you think, "Oh, I'm jacked." Well, no, you're not. Sidney Crosby's jacked. Crosby's drinking water at the parade. Meanwhile, Alexander Ovechkin is doing a keg stand off of the Stanley Cup in the middle of a fountain in Georgetown. They're different, the two of them. And that's why the rivalry is so great. Ovechkin will run you. He'll score a beautiful goal. Meanwhile, Sidney Crosby just does all the little things, and then he'll tip one in that's ugly but still counts the same. They've got contrasting styles on the ice and off the ice. It's one of the reasons why this rivalry is so damn good. Speaking of good rivalries... Ah, it's unfortunate transition. The South Korean soccer team made the World Cup. North Korea not there, but as we are a show that is based off of solely journalistic integrity, I will read South Korean facts, and Brian LaMartina... We'll read North Korean facts. It's in honor of the summit, Adam, because we're trying to bring countries together, and that's what we do here on the Crowley Shows. We bring people together. We do. Unless you're a Cap fan. Yeah, you get hit in the nuts. We feel you, man. Yeah. We've all been there. We're the same, you and me. South Koreans are obsessed with feces. And everything from turd-shaped cookies, phone charms, and an entire museum devoted to poop can be found in the country. Toilets across the country also feature pleasant flushing sounds, background music, and colored water. That's nice. Did you know that in North Korea you can smoke marijuana legally? No. It's not even classified as a drug in the country. But if they catch you with it, they'll cut your head off. In Korea, babies are considered one-year-old at birth. Only 3.2% of South Koreans are overweight, which ties the country of Hapan for the lowest percentage in the world. Hey, Adam, did you know that North Korean city of Pyongyang it has the world's largest stadium, boasting a seating capacity of 150,000? It's used for football, athletics, and mass executions. Mm. South Korean men love makeup, spending close to $900 United States million dollars a year, or a quarter of the world's men's cosmetics. Up to 20% of the male Korean population is reported to use makeup regularly. Hey, Adam, did you know that uh, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, he has to approve every haircut in the country. There are only 28 styles of approved haircuts. If you don't have the right haircut, 
They'll cut your head off. Clean off. South Koreans enjoy showing off their relationship statuses publicly. It is common to see couples holding hands, kissing, and even wearing matching outfits. Did you know that history tells us that only two South Koreans have moved to North Korea, while more than 23,000 North Koreans have defected to the South over the course of the last 60 years? The ones who didn't make it got their head cut off. Dog is a dish that is actually served in Korean restaurants and street markets. Dog meat has been eaten in South Korea for centuries, but has become quite controversial among other Asian nations. Adam, did you know that North Korea thinks that's sickening? Same-sex touching is common among men and women that are friends in South Korea. About 2.1 million South Koreans live in the United States. That's not a fact about South Korea. That's a fact about South Korean Americans. Used to be South Koreans. Did you know that it's a ritual not to celebrate birthdays on July 8th or December 17th in North Korea? That's because it's Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il. They both died on those days. They're two former supreme leaders. Funny haircuts on those guys as well. Cut a lot of heads off. Coming up next. Did you know that it still operates under the rules of a dead leader? That's that Ung Sung Sung guy. They listen to everything he says or said. Rob Brossi's next. It's a Crowley show. On average, North Koreans are shorter than South Koreans by one to three inches. Science. Where? Both places. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. I respect the Capitals and everything they're doing right now in terms of their celebration. They're living it up. If I had the Stanley Cup, my God, the things I'd do with it. I mean, we had our opportunity with it. We had a half hour alone, me and Brian, Tom, and it was awesome. We got to touch the thing. It was awesome. I mean, I don't even have words. I actually dreamt about the Stanley Cup last night. I did because of that experience. It was awesome. It's one of the best moments of my life as a sports fan. And I'm getting married, that's obviously better. And first time I kissed my wife was better. And other great moments in my life. But that, in terms of being a sports fan, was everything you would hope it would be. And if I won the championship, I would drink all kind of booze out of it. I think I'd put my sack in it. I'd engrave my name my own way. But Crosby and Ovechkin are just different cats, man. They just are. And this isn't to disparage one or the other. Ovechkin is wild, man, right? And he's got this long, flowing hair now that is gray, and he's got less teeth than he probably should, and he's big and kind of chubby. He looks like the Russian hockey god. He just does, and he acts completely different than what Sidney Crosby would be doing. Crosby at the championship parade was drinking a Dasani. Meanwhile, Alexander Ovechkin's body, instead of being made up of 60% water, has been made up of 60% booze over the last three days. Four days now. Like, I'm not convinced Alexander Ovechkin's going to wake up in time for the parade. Meanwhile, Sidney Crosby's drinking water at the parade. And again, that's not to say one method is better than the other, but I think it's one of the reasons the rivalry is so great, because Ovechkin is this barbarian. That's the word. He's a barbarian, and Sidney Crosby looks like a J. Crew model. He looks like what Canadian people would like their hockey superstar to look like. And it just adds to the rivalry. I can't wait for the banner to be raised next year and for these two teams to play on opening night, and I'd imagine that's what's going to happen. And then you can fast forward to the second round of the playoffs when they're going to battle it out again, and it's going to be intense. Rob Rossi, 
joins us now here on the program to discuss Crosby and Ovechkin and how Penguins fans have been being petty as it relates to the Capitals winning the championship. Rob, how are you today? I think we lost Rob, or we never had him. Tom screwed up earlier in the show, and now we're having trouble reaching Rossi. We'll give it a second here. Should I give Rossi the phone number? He knows the phone number. You call him, Tom. You call Rob. We'll get him on the air. Sidney Crosby, drinking water at the parade, though, is funny to me. Not one player is sober over the history of players who have won the Stanley Cup in that spot. Not one player. I'm telling you right now, every player has been hammered at that exact moment. And there's Sidney Crosby drinking waters. All right, do we got Rob Rossi? Let's see if we got Rossi now. Rossi? Oh, for the love of God. Oh, no. I mean, come on, Tom. All right, I think we got Rossi now. Rob, we got you. Oh, this finally worked, maybe. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wow. So Tom's really bad at his job, right? I was going to say, you guys put your entire audience through that diatribe, and then you lost me twice. Guy can start to take offense. How are you, Adam? Uh, I'd be okay if for the last eight minutes we didn't rip Tom and then lose our guest, which was you. How are you? I'm spectacular. I've just been enjoying the continued inner uh, insanity of the Adam Crowley show. How is the city paper coming? Good. We're putting together our, uh, what is it, the fourth issue of my tenure tonight. Uh, we got a nice story about um, Amazon and what uh, it might not be doing to help the region. Uh, so you'll have to read on Wednesday for that, but I think people will be appropriately disgusted uh, by something Amazon's not doing. And uh, got some other cool stuff uh, coming out. So, yeah, pick it up Wednesday. It's free, so you you really have to put very little effort. You just pick it up and read it. It's not like we're one of these uh, Goliaths asking you to, you know, pay for our content online or pay for, you know, like $2 for or Sunday, or you know, seven or a dollar or something for our daily, and and you never know when you might pick up a city paper and see guest columnists too. Oh wow, yeah, a little little hint there. Rob Rossi joining us here from the city paper. Rob, do you think Penguins fans and Penguins media are handling the Capitals <laughs> winning of the Stanley Cup very well? I don't. I think they all seem incredibly petty. Uh, well, look, uh, you know how I feel about both of those. Uh, groups. So I think the infighting between the Penguins media since the season ended has been fascinating. I kind of started during the playoffs. I I think Penguin fans are having a hard time wrapping their head around the fact that the Washington Capitals are the Stanley Cup champions. I will say this, Adam, the first thought I had when Washington won the Cup, aside from the fact that Alex Ovechkin might literally be unable to play hockey next year because he's just going to be (laughs) Drinking beer and bench-pressing the cup, which seems like an invitation to injury. Um, The first thought I had was, doesn't this in a way call even greater attention to the magnificence that were the Pittsburgh Penguins the last two years? And I say that for this reason. The Washington Capitals had the best record in hockey the two years that the Penguins beat them. The Penguins, the team that knocked them out, of their two-time reign, was the one that went on to win the Cup. In both cases, the last three years, the team that survived that second-round showdown was forced to a seventh game in an Eastern Conference final and then went to a Stanley Cup final where, for the most part, 
it had little trouble dismissing an opponent. I mean, the Penguins won their two cup final in six games, Adam, but they were really in control throughout. And the Capitals were in control after game one of this series. The Capitals, like the Penguins, needed that game seven. I think we'll look back 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 25 years from now, and say those were the two best teams for a three-year stretch. Maybe we'll say it for a four-year stretch, depending on where this goes. And really, they just had to get past each other. And after that, there was nobody really close. And, you know, I think in a way you can look at this as sort of verification of just how great the Penguins were, that they were able to deny these Capitals what might have been a historic run. Yeah, they were. And Washington was only able to derail the Penguins the one time. We'll see where it goes. I mean, right. I don't think either of these two teams is going to slow down uh, at least next year well, Adam, here's an beyond. Interesting thing to think about, though. I mean, here's an interesting thing to think about. I covered the Penguins when they went back-to-back against Detroit in 08 and 09, right? Won one of those, lost one. I think it took the Red Wings. I think that took everything out of the Red Wings. And I think it took a lot out of the Penguins. They had to retool a few times after that. I do wonder if we're going to wake up at some point next year and wonder what happened to the Capitals and what happened to the Penguins. And if we'll also look back and say, you know what, that those were basically Ali Frazier. Um, they, they were three years where these heavyweights went at each other. At some point there's going to be a cumulative effect. And I do wonder if we'll see it sooner rather than later. Well, I think that's fair, Rob. I think both teams are positioned to be contenders over the next couple of years. But I don't know if I'd be all that surprised, like you're saying, if neither of them won another one. If Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin's legacy is that they won the Stanley Cup three times, then that's still a pretty damn good legacy. I don't like that Penguins fans do seem to assume that they're going to win another one. I thought they were going to win a bunch of them after 2009. Eventually, they did fulfill that prophecy, I suppose. But uh, it took a while, and who's to say it does happen again? I'm not sure it will. I mean, look, I think, if anything, this, this, this win by the Capitals should remind everybody of how hard it is to win. Oh. Um, think about how great Alex Ovechkin has been. I mean, we're talking about one of the ten greatest players of all time. And, you know, he's justly now being, being celebrated, right? But basically he was, he was tarnished because he couldn't get past the Penguins. Now think about it. That's the Penguins who have been to the Cup Final four times in the Crosby-Malkin era. That's the Penguins, the Penguins that have won the Cup three times in the Crosby-Malkin era. Ovechkin's had four undeniably great teams with the Washington Capitals, and three of them lost in the second round against the Penguins in series that went twice to Game 7 and to overtime of Game 6, right? So think about that, and think about it the other way, Adam. The greatness of having Crosby and Malkin. Can you imagine if the Penguins had won the Ovechkin lottery and not ended up with either Malkin or Crosby, you know what they'd be? The Capitals. And Penguin fans would be vivaciously celebrating the way Capitals fans are now. Because at the end of the day, the Penguins had two of the three greatest players of this generation. The Capitals had one, and we were all lucky that they played in this same conference and recently in the same division and gave us what was the equivalent of Steelers-Raiders. There's a lot to chew on there, Rossi. So one thing before I I have a question about Evgeny Malkin, but 
I think the NHL is getting it right with the matchups they create in the playoffs based yeah. on this format. Now that we get now we get to see them every single year. After 2009, I think it was six years, uh, seven years that we didn't get to see those teams play each other in the playoffs, which is just amazing. And this rivalry that had been built up for so long was really not living up to expectations. And I now think nobody would argue that it's not. Uh, I do want to get this because we had to bash Tom for the first five minutes of the segment. I do want to get to this. Uh, have you talked to Malkin about his thoughts on Ovechkin, whether after the cup or before the cup? How does he think of him as a guy? Um, look, they're not friends. Uh, they're 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 not good buddies. Uh, they've they they have a situation where they've had to come together for their country, and you know they 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 much like Evgeny and Sydney have sort of had to sort of form an alliance because they know that it makes each of their lives easier. And with Alex and Evgeny, that's the alliance is sort of the best thing for Russia hockey, right? The difference is Evgeny and Sydney have become very good friends. Evgeny and Alex are never going to be. Alex is dismissive of Evgeny. I will tell you this. I can share this now. I think I told you last time I was on with you, there was something I taught, something I know Malkin said to Ovechkin that I couldn't say until I got permission. So I can tell you now, uh, when they were in the handshack line, he, he did tell him, go get his because I'll be back. Oh, that's ballsy so, right there. I love so, that. You know, and, and I and I look, I will say this. I the penguins that I have talked to, um, they have a great respect for the Washington Capitals. I don't think they love every player on that team. They don't respect the way that those players have individually done business. They think there's a lot of guys that play dirty hockey, but the the penguins I have talked to have always thought, or at least recently, the last couple of years thought the Capitals were an opponent they needed. And I can tell you from talking to Marc-Andre Fleury after this cup final, um, you know, he respects the Capitals, but he hates them. And I think that's the way the Penguins, a lot of their older guys are. They have a healthy respect for them, but they hate them. And I think that's good. I think that's what sport's all about. I've never subscribed to the idea that you can't hate your rival. You should. You should also respect them. Um, I think the Penguins in their own way, and I wrote this, Adam, I think they're in their own way. They they kind of looked at the Capitals as if anybody's going to take us down, it should be, they should have been the one to get the shot because they have been the one that the Penguins have taken down so many other times. And, and look, Adam, this is the reality, and maybe this is something the media in town should always think about. It's sometimes you're defined more by how you get taken out than you are by what you do when you're on top. Because in a lot of ways, we remember a champion after they've been dethroned. And I think that's why we'll look back on these Penguins as one of the great teams in Pittsburgh history. And I think the Washington Capitals would be less of a champion today if they did not have to get past the Penguins. They did. And, you know, you got to enjoy watching what's going on down there. I mean, people can hate their fans all they want, but – I mean, Pittsburgh's had that celebration five times, Adam. Uh, to me, anything that happens in Washington right now is Pittsburghers should remember what it was like in 91 and 2009 when this was new to so many people. They're having a blast, as they should be. Uh, Rossi, last thing for you. If you'd like to partake, we've been and we're going to be going off for 30 seconds about things that just piss us off. And if you'd like, we can start the clock for you and then say goodbye after you're done with 30 seconds about something that pisses you off. Okay. Ready? Yep. Bang. If you're going to spit at me, 
spit at me. Don't do what a gentleman did today when he was sitting on the trolley as I was on my way in and spit in the direction of me and then look at me when I stare back at you. I've been spit on before. I'm not saying I want to be spit on again, but at least show me the decency of spitting on me, not at me, and then looking at me quizzically while I look at you and be like, dude, it's 8 in the morning. Could you at least muster up the strength in your decaying body to work for the last... Adult acne. That's right. The harder I work out so that my body looks great from the neck down, the worse my body looks from the neck up. <laughs> the hell's that about? I'm 27 years old. I got a zit on my cheek. My wife doesn't want to touch me. I get skinnier and skinnier, and yet my skin gets bleepier and bleepier. It's terrible. It's the worst, and I don't want to be 15 years old anymore. That's why I age 12 years. I can drink alcohol now, but you know what? Not even that can make me feel better. Not even that can get... People not congratulating me in the hall for being employee of the month is getting damn old. Look, I worked, I do not work this hard to be ignored. I should have had line at my office door, flowers on the table, gift baskets, maybe some of those fruit bouquets. That would have been nice. I shouldn't have to say anything here, but I work day in and day out to help lift iHeart out of bankruptcy. I don't understand how you're all able to walk by me without saying what how good I am at my job. It's not like I'm asking for a parade, although that would have been nice, maybe warranted. I'm not asking. God, you people! What is really pissing me off a lot lately is diet ginger ale. I mean, what the hell is the point of diet ginger ale? Ginger ale is the healthy soda. It's the soda you drink when you have a stomach ache to make you feel better. It doesn't have caffeine. It won't keep you up at night. It settles your stomach so you can get a great night's sleep. Why do we need to make that diet? It's already perfect, and the discrepancy between its regular form and its diet form, it's bigger than any soda out there. It, it's just, when I reach in the fridge and put a diet gin- Coming up next, hottest take of the day, other crap, three stars of the show, CSPN Pittsburgh. this out a couple minutes ago. I'm not saying this to disparage either player, but man, Crosby and Ovechkin are just different cats. Crosby was drinking water at the damn parade. Ovechkin's body is 60% booze right now, and Mark Caboli, he from The Athletic quote tweeted it and said, so what you're saying is that he has a way to go to catch your training camp state. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the air, but last year, went out to eat with some of my friends up at training camp, and the hell's the place we went? It doesn't matter. It's it's the divey bar. Sharkies? Well, we went there eventually. <laughs> we went to Geo's first, and we're eating dinner, and I drank four or five beers there, and I figured, okay, dinner, I'm fine. Go to Sharkies. I didn't drive. And start pounding more there. Next thing you know, I'm standing outside at a bonfire with a bunch of people from the Steelers organization, <laughs> and I walked out on my tab at Sharkies, <laughs> and then the next morning... Guess who hands me back my debit card? Kevin Colbert, Steelers GM. 
So I think Mark Caboli's spot on there. I'd say that like 75% of my body is alcohol when I'm out at training camp. Got to update this Twitter poll. Which team from Group F will we be rooting for or advancing in our tournament in the World Cup coming up on Thursday? It's Mexico, Germany, Sweden, and South Korea. Germany running away with it with 42%. Wow. Nothing bad could ever happen if Germany wins things. Germany's just running away with it. Hmm. The one thing I am looking forward to that if uh, if we do do this, like if Germany becomes there's like becomes the uh, one we're rooting for, then there's good beer involved. We'll get to drink beer on the air and celebrate with German beer, maybe some kielbasa, things like that. We'll get to eat well, and I think with any of the teams we pick or whoever wins this thing for us, we got to eat like they do. Oh, we're totally living it up. We're totally going to screw around with whatever country that we win. Regional drinks. Yes. Regional food. Yes. Regional women. That's what I was going to say. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. (laughs) The NCAA has voted to add three more bowl games. That's right. Three more bowl games. So if you love ball... You should love that, right? That's not what I'm seeing on the Twitter.com. Enough of these trophies for participation. It's like everyone becomes James Harrison whenever there's an added bowl game. It's participation trophies. You're awarding teams for 6-6. Six and six. You're awarding mediocre football programs. And my question to you is, yeah, so what? If you like college football and you like watching football during the holiday season, then adding three bowl games shouldn't make you upset. It should make you happy. You should want to watch more football. I don't dislike the more times I get to watch my favorite team play. And for whatever six teams that get to play in those three bowl games, their fans are going to be happy that they got an opportunity to watch their team that they wouldn't have previously gotten to see. I can't stand when... You have people say things like, oh, it's watered down, they should cut bowl games as opposed to adding them. Yeah, I realize that the market is saturated with sports, and there's an event on every single night, but when college football's over, it's done for nine flipping months. And it hurts me. I love Saturdays in the fall more than anything else. More than any other season, and I'm a huge hockey fan, I need Saturdays in the fall. I need college football. I need to sink my teeth into the hash marks a little farther out. I got to sick my teeth into spread offenses. I got to sick my teeth back into college football, and I can't for nine months when it's done. So give me three more games. Give me six more teams. Keep adding bowl games. Stretch the season out. I don't care about the student-athlete. I just want to see more bowl. And the only people who care are the crotchety old folks. Oh, we can't possibly reward the kids for going 5-7 and seven or 6-6. Six and six. Shut the hell up. It's an extra game. These kids then get an experience that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. They get to go to Myrtle Beach. It's one of the locations. Let them have fun. Let them get their package. They don't get paid. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. The Canadian Grand Prix ended early after a supermodel waved the checkered flag two laps before she was supposed to. Supermodels are used to things ending prematurely. Woo! Other crap. Johnny Manziel threw a touchdown pass in his last CFL preseason game. I guess you could say he ended the preseason on a high note. Woo! 
Other crap. The Capitals will not have a Stanley Cup hangover because they'll still be drunk. Woo! Other crap. Hey, did you hear that collision in the Rays-Mariners game? On the rocket. That's four balls and one strike. Woo! Other crap. Julian Edelman was suspended for four games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. More like Julian Pedelman. Woo! Other crap. Pedelman. Woo! Other crap. Because he did roids. Woo! Other crap. It's been 469 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. Allegedly. I didn't make that number up. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Rob Rossi. If you're going to spit at me, spit at me. Don't do what a gentleman did today when he was sitting on the trolley as I was on my way in and spit in the direction of me and then look at me when I stare back at you. I've been spit on before. I'm not saying I want to be spit on again, but at least show me the decency of spitting on me. There you go, spit on Rossi if you see him second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Brian LaMartina! Hey, Adam. Hey. Did you know that the Germans, they invaded Poland and started World War II? Hey, did you know that Adolf Hitler, that crazy bastard, was in charge of Germany? It's true. He started a whole bunch of crap, Big killed war. a bunch of people, including a bunch of American citizens. Not a good guy. Hey, Adam. Did you know that the Germans were just following orders? If you're gonna spit at me, spit at me. Don't do it. First star. Oh no, Tom. Oh no. First, first star, Tom. And the first star of the day goes to Ariola Borealis. Is that a tremendous, like, Sweden porn name? It is now. <laughs> Ariola Borealis. Ladies and gentlemen, center stage, check it out right now. It's Areola Borealis. One of the seven wonders of the world, Areola Borealis. <laughs> Ding. Bonus star, we and got one. And tonight's bonus star goes to Brian LaMartino. And then top it off every day, the popcorn people at 2.30. They heat up their Jiffy Pop. It's like deadliest catch meets vagina monologues. Ding. You know who didn't get a star was Tom. Yeah, he didn't deserve it today. Tom got minus stars. Who let the dogs out? Tomorrow we go over Group G. Oh boy! For the World Cup, teach you about some countries there. Looking forward to that. That's all I got. I'm gonna go paint my deck. Not supposed to rain tonight. I really have nothing else. I'm sure we'll talk about hockey. Probably not baseball. Musgrove on the hill for the Bucks tonight. Can he win the series by himself tonight? He'd have to win three tonight. Can he win three tonight, though? I think so. That should have been the leading topic on today's program. <laughs> Coming up next, something. We're going to flog Tom between the shows. Oh, I can't wait for after this show. ESPN Pittsburgh.